Yay Networks. 13 has been my lucky number for a while. Like, it's always a sign of good things to come for me. This is 13, a Taylor Swift fan podcast. Breaking down every song, every Easter egg, every era, and every theory. Hosted by the biggest Swifties, Nick Adams, Anna Casiejos, Amy Nichols, and Lacey G. Welcome to 13, a Taylor Swift fan podcast. My name's Nick Adams. I'm Anna. Amy. And I'm Lacey G. And today we're breaking down Taylor's song, The Archer. So this is the fifth track on Taylor's album, Lover, that was released in 2019. Written by Taylor and Jack Antonoff. And within two hours. Amazing. Yes. They wrote this in two hours and produced it in two hours. Incredible. Incredible. I do have to say, I need to apologize. Same! Uh For not giving the archer the respect that it deserves yes i'm there too i really really do i know in the past we've kind of always said like oh the archer like "Mm, what other's better songs there's better track fives and maybe it just took really diving lyric by lyric the meaning the meaning Mm -hmm. how actually well written it is for me Mm -hmm. to be like wait a second i definitely did not i just Mm -hmm. didn't give it the respect it deserved and i'll go a step further and really make people hate me so this was, I think, the third song that we had heard off of Lover, the Lover yeah. album. Mm-hmm. So first we had Me, mm-hmm. which... We all know how we feel we about We all know that how song. we feel about mm-hmm. that. Ann and I were talking, or we were all talking about this at one point off the radio show. And we were just like, you know, we were we were defending it. Like, we, we liked it. Mm-hmm. Okay. We know where she was we going. We knew where she was it. going. One our favorite song, mm-hmm. but we just kind of defended it against people who said it was yeah, bad. And now, yeah. now we're comfortable being like, yeah, we're not crazy about it. And then You Need to Calm Down was came out, and that was good. I didn't love You Need to Calm Down. It was kind of in the same vein for me as me. Mm-hmm. And then The Archer came out, and I was pretty underwhelmed by it. And I was like, I'm not sure where Taylor's going with this next album, because so far I hear three songs, and I'm not doing backflips like I normally am. Mm-hmm. You know, But then, yes. Years later, this is a good song. But I think that's what's really cool about this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, if I didn't deep dive into the archer like we're about to, I would I would still feel the same about it. Mm-hmm. I used to, I'll be honest, I used to just skip it. I've been, totally. Lately, I've, I have the Lover CD in my car. And mm-hmm. since we started our little Lover era, I just listen to the CD every day, as I do. Um, <laughs> and I used to skip the archer, but I haven't lately. Because yeah. I, I just... I just really didn't appreciate it's it. It's so sad. It's it is. so sad. sad. And it is one of those songs that the lyrics really speak for themselves. You can research and dive deeper into it and make all these different correlations and meanings, but Mm -hmm. just listening to it, you don't have to think deep. She's not using a bunch of metaphors for blue Mm -hmm. to try to trick you into thinking that this is something else. You know that she's just broken in this song. It's the epitome of a track five song. Mm -hmm. It is the epitome of a track five song. In fact, Taylor talked about track fives when she was releasing The Archer. It was like, she hopped on Instagram Live mm-hmm. like 10 minutes before she was releasing The Archer and was just kind of talking about, here's what to expect from Lover. Here's what to expect. This I think it was the first time she showed off all the diaries that she had written. Yeah. And she yeah. points the camera around and there's like 40 of her handwritten diaries sitting there. Anyways, and she starts talking about the importance of this song. So track five is kind of a tradition that has that really started with you guys because I didn't realize I was doing this, but as I was making albums... I guess I don't I don't know why but instinctively I was just kind of putting a very vulnerable personal honest emotional song as track five and so I wanted to show you a song that we had done together um, 
The song is called The Archer. There have been a lot of Easter eggs that have been pointing to this song because I love this song so much. Um, there were Cupids playing in the band during the Me music video. There were, um, there, there have been arrows pretty much everywhere. I've, I've been drawing arrows through hearts and stuff. Um, and then the most obvious Easter egg, my friend Haley was kind enough to unveil that Easter egg. Um, in the You Need to Calm Down video, Haley was doing archery and the arrow hits a bullseye that says five. So I told her about the whole thing and I was like, will you help me with this one? And she was really like cool enough to do it. <gasps> Taylor, it, what? She just kind of answered a question that I had in the past oh. about when she does Easter eggs, does she tell the people that are doing the Easter eggs what the Easter mm. egg is? Mm-hmm. And she just said she told Haley. <laughs> oh, go. I'm so excited. And Taylor's right. This track five, this The Archer definitely fits into the track five of being super vulnerable and everything. I mean, it really is like ripped from the page of a diary mm-hmm. that I think probably a lot of people have felt when you kind of listen to the words. But let's take a walk down memory lane. Let's listen to quick little snippets of each track five. Ooh. Just so we can know where we are in the place of Taylor history. Cold as you and your white horse. Is everyone in their feels right now? Yeah. Should we start breaking this song down I'm now? I'm really sad. Uh, I should have moved it up on my... I, I don't I know. know why I put it so long. Me too. You want to move up, Amy? <laughs> That's the song because if you recall, we did rank our track fives and that was our most controversial episode, I think, to date. And I don't remember where we put Archer. I want to say all of us was relatively in, in the, the middle. middle. Yeah, yeah, it was bottom half. Yeah. Or, uh, Mine, I think, was it, like bottom two. Yeah. My, my was I was low, really, I, I was really brutal about it. Yeah. But we were all around in the same area. But then, of course, Amy did all too well as number three. <laughs> right. When we break down all too well, <laughs> I'm sure that I will feel differently about it. Amy, and I will let you know. I expect a 10 minute monologue from you. <laughs> An apology. An apology. <laughs> it's not happening. So now would you rank? You said you want to move the archer up. Would it be above all too well or would it be like number four? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not I'm not answering that. <laughs> Good call. Don't answer. <laughs> no don't. comment. No comment. But I do I do wish I could move mine up as well. Yeah. So let's get back to the archer. Okay. Someone tell me what's this about. So obviously she's dealing still with her fallout mm-hmm. and with people hating her and now she's alone. Easy you come, easy you go. That's for the friends, the fake friends now that are in and out of her life that Mm -hmm. have turned on her. But also the line, I never grew up, it's getting so old, could be a response to herself from don't you ever grow up. Because everything has now happened to her. It's not simple. People have hurt her. Her heart's been broken. She's been deserted. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like she's looking back at that song from a decade later and saying okay well now it's time to grow up now it's time to see the world for what it really is oh okay I'm, I interpreted it a little bit differently because I kind of think the whole song I mean like Greg with what you said about the whole song but I kind of take it as like her being insecure about getting into a relationship kind of like the lover era version of like peace mm-hmm. you know um, but with that line with like I never grow up it's getting so old 
I kind of took it as she was talking about like the criticism that she would release. I mean, receive over the years, mm. like a lot of tabloids and stuff always said she was immature you know mm-hmm. and that she yeah. was always talking about her relationships and she said i never grew up it's getting so old like why would you want to be with me if i never grow up like why would you want to be with me if get like being with me isn't a fun thing anymore mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then in other parts of the song she's singing about things that she's also done wrong herself mm-hmm. so she's saying like things have happened to me well i've been the archer i've been the prey so mm-hmm. um you know she's been on both sides of the attacks and of yeah. who's winning who's losing at the moment and just from the very beginning, Lacey, that line that we played of uh, help me hold on to you, there's already just the, and maybe it's the music too, just how the music is kind of like, but I get a lot of a feeling of like anxiety yeah. of like, of like, I'm unsure. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also in this new relationship. So mm. what's going on with my life? Yeah. Just a lot yeah, of insecurities. Just, yeah. And insecurities, anxiety, I feel like are a lot in this song. I agree. But I also think that there's, reasons behind the insecurity totally yeah yeah Yeah. this is still feelings that people have pushed on her that she didn't necessarily feel before Mm -hmm. so nick if you can go ahead to the chorus can i just sorry one more thing can i just say if you're joe because uh we're assuming she's talking to joe in this song right i assume man when she says help me hold on to you that's like i feel pressure for him because now he's got to be like what do I do with this? Like, how do I, cause guys want to fix things. Mm-hmm. And they so do. it's just like, what, what do I do? You know, everyone comes to relationships with, you know, insecurities and traumas and stuff, but it's just like, woof, she needs it, a life raft here. It might not just be a plea for him to help, but also, I mean, he would take it that way, mm-hmm. but also being honest and saying, I'm afraid that it's always going to end up the same way. Yeah. Help this be different. Yeah. yeah. It's, it will, will it just be another failed yeah. celebrity relationship? It kind of sounds like it's like, you know, that saying like, you can't love someone until you love yourself kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like help me hold on to you. Like I want to hold on to you, but I need help. Yeah. I want to make sure I don't screw this up. Right. Like mm-hmm. I need to accept myself before I can accept you kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Wow. We're getting deep. <laughs> She's deep. <laughs> Nick, how's your hair? I'm not going to lie. It could be better. It could be better. It could be better. I feel like I've got peak hair going on. Peak, not pink. I had pink hair before. I feel like I have peak hair going on right now because I have been taking my Nutrafol supplements and I am in love with it. A lot of people are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. And if you're among them, just know that you're not alone and there's a solution you can trust to deliver results. Lacey, it's not just a couple people. It's over 30 million people Mm -hmm. are impacted by this. And we have this wonderful product that we want to tell you about, Nutrafol. And it's not just for women. It's for men, too. I've been using Nutrafol for a little bit now, and I love the results that I'm seeing. It's very simple. All you have to do is go to Nutrafol.com. You take their hair wellness quiz, and they'll point you in the direction of what kind of supplement's going to be best suited for you. Healthier hair growth does take time, and you'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair in three to six months. For me, I was on the lesser end of the spectrum. It probably kicked in three and a half months. And my hairdresser started telling me that she could see a difference in my hair. That's what you want to hear. So Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. And get this, in a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. More than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. And we love it. You'll love it, too. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code 
Taylor Swift fan to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. You spell that N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, and be sure and use that promo code TaylorSwiftFan. And now let's get back to breaking down the archer. So she's been the archer. She's been the prey. Archer is a great metaphor because they can start off the fights from really far away, but they are far away enough that they don't get hurt at first. Mm. The prey is when she's being hunted by a person or people who's stronger than her. It could be the people she dated, the people who betrayed her, and even the people in general who try to tear her down because of her relationships. So she's saying that she's been the cause and the recipient Mm -hmm. of those fights. Mm -hmm. But then it also feels like she's pointing fingers at some of her famous feuds because she... Indirectly, he's calling out Kanye West, Kim Kardashian, Scooter Braun, Katy Perry, wondering if she was the victim or the instigator of all of this drama. Yeah. yeah. It's weird how this is on Lover, and she is a fighter in this song True. and not a lover. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I like, Lacey, I like how you said that about the archer, because for me, I just kind of think the archer's the hunter, the one that's dominating whatever thing that we're doing right now hunting but to stand far away i've never thought about me neither to to attack from far away she's saying she's done that she's saying other people have done that to her mm-hmm. you know so yeah and then who's him and fault? kanye over there they're yeah. way off here they don't mm-hmm. know me and they're th- you know they're throwing stones at me from across the way mm-hmm. um, and then yeah. i also like that who could ever leave me darling but who could stay because who could ever leave me is such a confident thing to say yeah, yeah. but then like but who would stay? Well, and it's kind of like, I think a lot of people, while they say she kind of dates around and stuff like that, she's also kind of the poster child of someone who has it all. Yeah. She's pretty. Obviously, she's good looking. She's talented, successful. So Mm -hmm. who could leave that? Right. But then look at everyone who's left. It kind of also gives me, maybe it's just because of the imagery, but it also gives me vibes from like, I know places. Like like hunter cages kind of situation. Okay. So to me, dark side i'm searching for your dark side she's trying to find the bad in her boyfriend joe alwyn Mm -hmm. to justify the bad in herself because if you want to be with me then there has to be something wrong with you too because why Mm. would you want to be with me and why would you want to be with me right now because this is still her most vulnerable state where she's being heavily hated so she's trying to justify that there's something wrong with you and also kind of putting up her guard too. Yeah. You're damaged as well because you want to be with me. It's kind of like you want to put up with this. Yeah. She's searching for flaws because in this moment she feels like she is so flawed. So she needs to justify all the flaws in him. And she's almost saying, I know that this is going to go wrong, but I'd feel a lot better if it's just going to be your fault. Mm -hmm. So now I'm looking, (laughs) I'm looking for the bad in you. Again, what's Joe supposed to do with all this? I'm thinking just of the guy side. Just listen, Joe. Just listen. stick around with the complication, listen, okay? Tell her it's the best song you've ever heard. Yeah, it never gets easier. <laughs> okay, so she sings about cutting off her nose and all this stuff, and that line is always, I didn't really get it. Can someone explain that to me? I cut off my nose to spite my... To, so I didn't know that was like an expression. Neither did I. I thought I've that never was, heard it. I thought that was coined by Taylor Allison Swift, but apparently it's like an expression, kind of yeah. like coming with the rain. <laughs> it's a it's an overreaction to get at someone but you end up hurting yourself uh, kind of like karma yeah like i'm gonna the, get you and then it was like oops this doesn't have anything <laughs> who's the famous guy the painter that cut his ear off van, van gogh. gogh does this have anything to do well that's no. a nose and an ear no 
Why I was going to say Picasso. Well, I'm really he, glad I didn't speak up with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I very confidently why, say Picasso. Uh, why did he cut his ear off? Well, he's, I'm putting all he was spot. crazy. Oh. But I don't know, like, the specific reason. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Wasn't it wasn't, like, like, out of revenge to get back at somebody. Because <laughs> he's cutting know. off part of his body. I think he did it in front of someone royal. If oh. I'm, I might be thinking, like, in the royal room. I can't remember. Mm. So the, exactly. I almost kind of picture this as, like, when you're mad at something and you throw your phone against the wall and it breaks. Oh, well, that yeah. only hurts. That only hurts me that was my phone i just broke right. yeah like, yeah that's I'm, a good example i'm kind of dumb for yeah. that right yeah but then she even continues to say like so i cut off my nose just to spite my face and i hate my reflection so it's like not only did it come back to bite me but then i went into hiding mm-hmm. like yeah. for then years I looked bad. for years yeah and then just to think that after all this comes out now she's questioning herself too now she's hating her reflection because she's looking and questioning like am am I the bad person after all is this just all the truths coming out to me and how that would mess with your head if everybody's telling you you're bad you're bad you're bad are you bad and do you start to believe it mm. mm-hmm. that's kind of what I think whenever now she hates her reflection now she yeah. feels like a failure and she's questioning what everybody's saying about her it's so vulnerable mm-hmm. could it have a double meaning and she's it's physically Taylor Swift of course physically is maybe hearing what people are uh, criticizing her about her own body is she maybe maybe looking at people are saying, Oh, I'm too skinny or, Oh, I'm too whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of absorbing that. And that's kind of, uh, you know, attacking her psyche and like, so I hate my reflection uh, physically and metaphorically. Yeah. And what all well, that And means. that kind of ties into like the, the other imagery and lyrics I choose in the song. Like they see through me, you know, I pace like a ghost kind of situation. Like she just kind of, either absorbs everything or, you know, they see right through me, I see right through me. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like, who am I? Mm-hmm. You know, am I the person that I want to be or am I the person that people are making me out to be? Mm-hmm. It all ties in together. So she's still coming back to Joe, even though she's obviously really stressed out and tired. And again, she's asking him for help to help her hold on to him because she wants to stay in this relationship. Someone also said the room's on fire, invisible smoke could mean one of two things. The first theory is that it's a callback to the imagery introduced in Taylor's 2017 song, Dancing With Our Hands Tied, where she discusses loving someone despite issues in the relationship. And another theory says, (laughs) this relates to the lyric in Taylor's 2014 song, Clean, because they say that this has more to do with Taylor's personal emotional state and she's suffering, but no one notices, which is the invisible smoke. Which is like such a pretty way to put it. Mm-hmm. Invisible smoke. Mm-hmm. The pain that no one sees. Ugh. And as the song is building, there's this kick drum that's getting louder okay, I was and louder about to say. and louder. Mm-hmm. And it, you can thank feel you. it's like a heartbeat. It's that's like, what, thank you. Yeah, it's just like Amy. growing and growing. And I don't know, it's crazy. Whenever, yes, whenever I played this clip just now, I was like, boy, this sounds like a heartbeat. <laughs> Wow. Which it. goes back to the anxiety. Yeah. Your heart is racing yeah. whenever okay. you're full of anxiety. It wouldn't yeah. be the first time Taylor uses her own heartbeat in her music, Wildest Dreams, right? Okay, that's her heartbeat? Isn't it? Yeah. I don't know this. I didn't I, know it either. Wait, really? Mm-mm. Let me fact. I think it is. I believe you 100% <laughs> oh, I'm, already. I'm not doubting you. Um, hold on. Taylor Swift, Wildest Dreams, heartbeat. 13 of Taylor Swift fan podcast where we Google <laughs> Taylor Swift. Yes, uh, you Easter read that eggs. right. Taylor Swift recorded her actual heartbeat for the 1989 track Wildest Dreams. Wow. wow. Y'all didn't know that? No. Y'all are crazy. Wow. Come on. I am crazy. <laughs> I knew. Come on. I knew that. Now go back and listen to Wildest Dreams and I won't be able to unhear it. 
Um, but while we're talking about like the way that the song is, you know, building up, Taylor liked a post on Tumblr that described the song by saying the archer doesn't follow the standard songwriting structure of building up until the pre-chorus and dropping in the chorus. Instead, it keeps building up throughout the song like mm-hmm. an archer pulling a bowstring and finally shooting the arrow in the end, and that's why the song abruptly ends. Oh. So at the so I pulled the the very very end of the song. It does just end. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's when you shoot the arrow. Mm-hmm. And oh. it kind of sounds like a string. Boom. It does. Like the tension in a string that's yes. been released. Boom. Boom. I never noticed the tension and then you go into sound before. <laughs> into the next track. I think he knows. I think he knows. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So if we're going to jump back into where I think probably we're going next, Lacey, um, you know, again, I didn't give this track much attention, but then going back over this past year or two and listening to it, it's such a haunting part of the song, um, what she yeah. talks about. It's it's like really crazy. Okay, check it Is that not just like one of the best times that we've heard her in her music sing about doubting herself, her anxiety, mm-hmm. um, how she feels other people are perceiving her, mm-hmm. and how you can tell how like upsetting and frazzled and kind of, you know, she's turned on her head, how she mm-hmm. feels about mm-hmm. everything that's about her right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the problem it like with us not liking this song at first is that she is actually just such a good songwriter and such a good lyricist that she is expressing all of these emotions in words that I didn't even comprehend. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't I mean, even. Yeah. Doesn't even. It's just like it, kind it of just, just goes over my head. I, it I'm goes, not absorbing yes, it. Exactly. It just goes completely over my head. And I just didn't appreciate it for what it is until I actually read it like on paper. Yes. And I was like, wait, this is like an act. This is poetry. Right. So the bridge, it's such a minute little change. You, mm-hmm. me, they, whatever. And it was like, okay, it's repetitious, big deal. But what she's saying something, and I didn't get it before, yeah. you know, whether she's the common denominator and all the issues that she, yes, she realizes she's not stupid. I've made mistakes too. And I don't know. It's just I, deep. I got to say, I did not know I would get a math term during a Taylor Swift breakdown, the common denominator. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know that that was going to happen today. But also it. it's interesting that she says, all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put me back together again. So she goes from fairy tales and thinking that life is just a dream and a romantic comedy to now it's a tragic children's story. Mm-hmm. It's a riddle that I don't know. Is there a meaning to that riddle? Like, isn't there some sort of cautionary tell in Humpty Dumpty to try to tell children to be careful or something? I think so, yeah. yeah. Just be careful. It. Yeah. And it's a callback to earlier in the song where she says, never grow up, it's getting so old. It's a little like the younger nursery rhyme. Yeah, we're talking about what a great writer she is. And can you believe that she used this? All the king's horses (laughs) and all the king's men. She used this in a song. How does she do that? And the fact and she, made it sound great. And she did all of this in two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. It took me three years to understand what she wrote in two hours. Are you kidding? Humpty Dumpty. Okay, Taylor. Oh, my do you God. Think, do you think Do you think? Jack Antonoff was like, I bet you won't put Humpty Dumpty into this song? <laughs> Maybe they, like, challenge each other. Like, hmm, they spin a wheel of what goofy uh, uh, well, word gonna- they're going to put in, into a song. Because I know some celebrities will challenge each other and they're like, hey, mm-hmm. I bet on Fallon tonight you won't talk about meatballs and they'll go on there and somehow talk about meatballs. Yeah. Maybe that's the same thing with Taylor <laughs> and hilarious. her writers and producers. That's, but she does I it beautifully. So. If that's if that's the challenge, challenge. Yeah, she, she nailed it. She did it beautifully. 
Gosh, I love her. Mm-hmm. Love her? Love her? Love her? <laughs> so then she pulls the classic Taylor and shifts it mm-hmm. at the end. Who could stay? Who could put up with me? Oh, you could stay. Mm-hmm. Despite all this that's going on, despite the nightmare that's happening around me and my reputation going down and everybody hates me, but you can stay. And I almost want to say you could save me, but that's not the right words because that's not, she's evolved from that person. She was that person back in fearless that believed in the fairy tales, but now we can just be happy together. Mm -hmm. I don't don't need you to save me, but we can still be happy together. And you could be the one to say, you could be the one who's not going to turn against me Mm -hmm. after all this time. I also really like that. She says you could stay instead of you should stay. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's such a subtle, subtle difference. But it's kind of like when your friends invite you to dinner. It's like, oh, you could come if you want. Or like, you sh- or you should come if you want. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Oh, it's sure. kind of like, yeah, yes. I guess I could go. You could, Thanks for like, the invite. But it yeah. makes such a difference. It's it kind of this, you're trying to say the same thing. Like, oh, you should come. Or, oh, you could come. Mm-hmm. But it's like, in one instance, it's your choice. In another instance, it's encouraging. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, am I inviting myself to this dinner? Right. I could yeah. come? Exactly. So she's saying like, you could stay if you want. She's not saying like, don't stay for me. Stay because that's what you want. Yeah. yeah. That's a that's a very solid point, Anna. Thank you. Yeah. I am a poet. <laughs> <laughs> Can I? I'm just thinking out loud. Okay. Um, I wonder if, so she goes through all of this, this entire song. And then the last line is, you could stay. I wonder if maybe that's what she wants him to say to her. Like she's going through all this stuff and then she's wanting him to say that to her. Mm-hmm. Like I just unloaded all my thoughts and he was like, no, you can stay. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's okay. You can stay. That'd be beautiful. If you want. Or that's it's fine. the typical <laughs> guy answer and he's like, what? I tuned out for a minute. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> you Whatever know, you want. You didn't know he had his AirPod in <laughs> on Wait, the other side. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> oh. One more time. What? (laughs) (laughs) I have one more thing to mention about the archer. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize I'm so dumb. It took me forever that it's because she's a Sagittarius. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. She's so cool. So when anyone first heard the song, did it sound like another song to you guys? Um, Because the moment I heard it, I was like, what is this song? What is it? I'm hearing something. What is it? I'm hearing something. So it's kind of eighties ish, I guess. So it's not one of her songs. Um, it's not one of her songs. Okay. It's not one of her songs. Like, what am I hearing? And I was like... I'm hearing a leaf blower. Oh, yeah. Right <laughs> yeah, now, there is a leaf blower <laughs> outside. But whenever I heard it, I it finally... Maybe someone on Reddit said something. And I was like, oh, this is Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. You and so to me, it, it just sounds a lot like it. And I was like, okay. Um, I love this song. That's a great old 80s classic song. And then I heard a mashup of it. And I was like, ooh, I kind of like it. It kind of has the same like cadence a little bit, right? Every time I hear it, I hear time after time. <laughs> Every time I head. hear it now, I hear a heartbeat. And it yeah. kind of helps me helps build my anxiety. <laughs> For sure. Even yeah. though I know the outcome and I know that everything's okay, hearing that heartbeat just kind of gets to me. I don't know if that's an actual heartbeat, but in Wildest Dreams it is. No, it sounds like one. I mean, it's definitely giving the impression of one. Okay. Mm -hmm. But in Wildest Dreams it is. It it might just be my Adderall and coffee. (laughs) Well, that does it for this episode of 13, a Taylor Swift fan podcast. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on the podcast platform that you are listening to us on right now. Be sure to give us a five-star rating, leave us a great review, and come back next time because we have a special episode planned, don't we, Anna? Yes, we went on our social media at The 13 Podcast on both our TikTok and our Instagrams. And we wanted to know, 
If you could ask Taylor Swift one question, what would it be? And y'all are going to love the responses we got. Thanks for listening. The 13, a Taylor Swift fan podcast. Subscribe for free and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts.